2: I do, Billy, and you book a match with
1: me thats right, Killings. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to,
0: <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome, everybody, to Wrestle Roasts and the Roasts of Darby Allin. Mike will be joining us soon, but I'm here with Zach Attack, Robert Karpulis, and Sergeant Slaughterhouse. How you doing, Scotty? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. We were just talking about many saints in Newark. Um, you have not seen it yet, Robert and I have seen it. Uh, no, that's our that's our <laughs> recommendation. That's yeah, uh,
3: well, maybe maybe we'll do a review for the for the Patreon. I know you and you and Mike did one for Venom, and I haven't seen Venom yet, so I haven't listened to the review. But uh, I, I feel like I got to get these thoughts out of my head, and I feel uh, like
0: Venom is Venom is probably better than many cents in newark even though it's not great which is sad to say but it's you know it's october movie month they dump all the shit now
3: i could uh i can see that uh i was disappointed many cents in newark didn't end with hangman adam page returning so that was kind of a letdown
0: there we go that's a tease folks uh roast coming up we've got abdullah the butcher next week with zach amiko alexa bliss the big red machine came scott Steiner, did cindy whopper for five dollar Patreon tier, we're doing Halloween Havoc this Monday, nineteen ninety three. Just watched great show. Then we're off. Then we're doing the Undertaker New Day Netflix horror movie plus fan questions. Going to be a big episode. Then the roast of Nick Gage, World War Three, MLW review, QT Marshaller. Yeah, we're going to do a watch the QT Marshall the wrestler uh, off Roster Ryback, TLC review, Jingle all the way to uh then day one review rose to minoki um i'm gonna be uh for something to support entertainment robert did a raw review i did not get to chime in on raw but i will be chiming in on smackdown uh this week and you know maybe probably raw next week but i'm not i'm not uh i'm not totally sure yet but um i think it's gonna be for me smackdown than raw so uh you can get the t-shirts on both me and robert's uh pro wrestling tees page we have a five-star review, uh, join the YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram channels and pages and, uh, subscribe to the podcast guy, uh, guys. And, and with that, we'll, with all the, all the business out of the way, let's get to the bright side of Darby Allen bright side of the ring. And Mike just joined us. Mike, welcome. Hey buddy. What's going on? We're just starting good timing bright side of Darby Allen. I'll, I'll, uh, i'll tee you up uh what do you like about mr allen i love
4: how committed he is to his character um i think he's a great worker like he's really fun to watch i think you know they said it last week and i don't know if had they used the phrase four pillars before last week no No, but they have a
2: they have a four pillars t-shirt out now Oh, nice. Um,
4: But yeah, I love that. And it really, um, I really do think that he's a part of that. He, I, I think, you know, as much as we talk about these incoming stars that they have in, you know, this is a guy that's been with them since the beginning, who's just fucking fun to watch, gets his own character, makes videos, even when, even when he misses, like, you know, it's what he wants to do. And I respect that a lot. I think that um, in terms of a wrestler that can appeal to new audiences and younger audiences, he's fucking great. I mean, I know I always praise MJF because his promos stick out, but I think like you know, seeing Darby now um, as uh, you know as a, as a fighting him is such a great fucking story, and um, yeah, I love it, man. I I'm a big I'm a big fan of his. I, re- I remember Dan. You used to not like him. I did not like him,
0: and and, and, you know, it's 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 his wrestling that actually really turned it around for me because I kind of hated the whole persona thing. Um, Yeah, but then like I watched him wrestle, and he's I love his punches. Like Matt wrestling wise, he's way better than like you know uh, a Foley or Terry Funk or anybody who's like you know a hardcore guy like Darby is. He's he's actually a really better Terry Funk's a pretty good Matt wrestler, but. But Darby is, uh, Darby's very good, man. I mean, that match he had with Joey Janela impressed me, and they didn't do, like, one hardcore thing, you know, opposing to, like, some of the matches they had. Obviously, on MLW and other places. Um, You know, he's one of the few guys to make a dark character work. I guess Malguy Black is kind of doing that, too. Um, I you meant like an A.W. dark character. I'm like, no one's done that yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we're gonna get to Nick Camerato later in the episode. Um, but uh, his <laughs> no, moveset's no awesome, Bronx and Bear. coffin drop, <laughs> the Last Supper. You know, I've really enjoyed a lot of his matches with Cody's, with Moxley. Uh, he's made Sting look great in the tag matches by doing like all the work. Um, kayfabe accomplishments is TNT and I TNT title. probably won't be the last. Uh, Last title he won, and uh, you know, he dated Priscilla Kelly, now Gigi Dolan. So the guys got game, and they were married, they, they were married, they were married, yeah, sorry. Um, re- re- which they were married for like two years as a wrestler, and with wrestling is like two decades. Um, I think it's important to say, Darby also wrestles like a
4: 28 year old divorcee, <laughs> uh,
0: and uh, I just like his honesty a lot, man. Like, as far as like why he does stuff, like, he I, I was watching an interview, I think it was with Chris Van whatever show. Yeah. yeah thanks uh and he was talking about like like my high spots can't look pretty he's like my high spots i i just want them to look like i'm hurting people you know and there, i want them to be a, there's a reason for my high spots it's not just like you know like i'm gonna make the you know i'm gonna do the prettiest 450 in the world um dude that was, was cool, amazing man.
4: last night because i you know i had darby on the mind when we were watching uh you know dynamite and the beatdown that he gets from the pinnacle looked more brutal than anything in the ladder match mm-hmm. afterwards. Just like, even though it's a stop sign, it looks like he always goes out of his way to hit like the the hardest part of a thing.
3: <laughs> Mike, Mike, I, 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 I take offense to that. These were men wearing masks. You're making oh, an I'm accusation. Sorry, sorry against good men and i won't let you say i won't let you pull that bullshit on here <laughs>
4: that's true these these are the guys who might have helped muhammad hassan choke the undertaker
0: <laughs> <laughs> um scott you you're a big darby guy you do you dm'd him for god's sakes
2: yeah yeah i was gonna bring that up so i've only ever dm'd two wrestlers if i'm being honest and completely remember
3: are you gonna get canceled for this story no <laughs> okay. no
2: so one was Scott's,
0: Scott's Velveteen Dreams first victim.
2: I don't like reach out to people, you know, but um, but Hangman, uh, his first G one, maybe his only G one. I remember mess DMing him and being like, "Hey, you're the fucking future," because he was awesome, um, and. Darby Allen, I went to New England Wrestling, N.E.W., or Northeast Wrestling. That's what it is, Northeast Wrestling. And they had a show that was headlined by Kenny Omega and Ray Phoenix. So I went to it. Uh, Kenny Omega was the IWGP heavyweight champion at the time, so he was already a huge deal, already had his matches with Okada and stuff, and he was fighting in this small place. Uh, And he had a great main event, but the match that I had the most fun watching was uh, Darby – versus penta and i didn't know darby at all and i dm'd darby after that show and was like dude everybody there was there for omega and when we were leaving they were only talking about you and uh, then he gave me like a thumbs up and i was like fuck you man
4: <laughs> you know you know what's amazing scott that that dm you sent to adam page has just your entire personality on this podcast <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Rob, are you a Darby guy?
3: Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say yes. Um, what I love is that Mike's like he it was. It's a great gimmick. It's not a gimmick. Um, <laughs> w- when I first met him, that was who he was. He was the dude who literally had slept in his car in the parking lot like the day before when he rolled up for pre-tapes. Um, he's a really daring wrestler, and he's a fearless wrestler. We would get, we would come up with ideas. And then he would be like, all right, what about this? I'm going to do something 10 times crazier. And we're like, well, we don't want you to die. He's like, nah, fuck it. I'll be fine. And if I die, it'll look cool. It reminded me, there was always those stories that whenever Michael Hayes would get to an arena, he'd look for places for Jeff Hardy to jump off of. And that was what we had with Darby. And anything we gave him, no matter how ridiculous it was, he made it work and did it in a way that was as safe as humanly possible, given what it was. And there are a lot of, Wrestlers who would pull back, or they'd say, I don't want to do this. He was all in guns blazing on anything that we gave him. Um, He was also very receptive. Anytime we would do pre tapes, he wanted to understand every step of the process. How did you guys come up with what this is? How can I improve on this? How can I make this better? What angles are you using to film this? He was a guy who really understood the production end of wrestling and it comes across in everything that he does in AEW. He's very aware of where the cameras are. He's very aware when he does those pre-tapes, how he's coming across and protecting his character. And the the thing that stuck out to me is when we had our first MLW show, my my wife was there who's sat through wrestling before. um, And I'm like, what'd you think of the show? The only person that stuck out in her mind was Darby Allen. She's like, I, you know, the show was was good. It was fun. She's like that one dude with the with the the skull. He was incredible and really. And she's you know seen it. So the fact that that stuck out to her was was really impressive. And it was the impetus for us saying, all right, we definitely got to bring this guy back. He's got a hearty vibe. There's something to him that you can build upon. And it's awesome to see the success that he's had.
0: You you continued Darby at MLW just to save your marriage. Pretty
3: much, um, that, that that was the uh, no. Look, we brought back the, the the little guy. You liked him, and then she's like, no, "I've already, mo- <laughs> I've already moved on in life."
0: <laughs> she's like, "I <laughs> like a husband who's around."
3: Yeah, He's uh, also joke, when, when you
4: were talking, to Robert. Yeah, but Michael Hayes would look for places uh, for Jeff Hardy to jump off of, and then separate bathrooms for Mark Henry to use.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not a good week. Well, I guess we're trying to make Mark Henry sympathetic because he's had a rough week. But we'll get to that later. Oh, I had no idea. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll get to that later. And that's part of my, uh, my, when we get to bright side. Oh, should I feel bad about 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 the joke I made? No, no. It's just, it's Mark Henry was reminding people that he's kind of a piece of shit. Um, But not for, yeah, but, but Michael Hayes is way worse. He unfollowed
4: Robert. Okay. So it's just a joke with no winners. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, no, this was a,
3: uh, he, he made a whole thing about how the everybody's soft because of bullying and him and Bully Ray were talking about how they would just smack guys in the back for complaining about this stuff being too hard in the ring. And you're, and if you complain about what happens to you, you know, you're, you're a candy ass.
4: Wait, wait a minute. Bully Ray is pro bullying.
3: It's shocking.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah. That doesn't seem like that. Uh, <laughs> that's a big surprise. Oh, big news guys. New breaking news. Uh, Vince Russo just commented that Tony Khan is a mark. That's the big news, guys.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: bro. Oh,
4: if man. Tony
3: Khan was a mark, he would have hired Vince Russo.
4: <laughs> is there is there any bigger mark in wrestling than Vince Russo is for himself?
0: Brad for Brad.
4: Oh yeah, it's done.
0: Brad for Brad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I. I mean, Vince Russo at least has like some of like you know some humility i guess like he apologized to jj dylan once you know i don't know if brett's ever done that you know like i think
4: I, don't know he, if- I think brett's apologized like look you know i was just you know i was having a rough night with julie and i was only able to give you a four and a half star match uh really sorry wanted to give you the full five but a lot on my mind i think you worked a sorry
3: into there to really make it yeah. canadian
4: sorry about that uh
3: my crack cocaine
4: uh, brother in law. Which one?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, Darby's great, man. It is. It and yeah. it is usually like when I hate a gimmick that much, I don't really change on it. And uh, you know, that guy uh, definitely made me change on it. And with that AEW, thank God for AEW, man, because uh, you know, Darby. Ex- Darby said this, and it's true. It's like if I was in WWE, I would my character would be like. Constantly jerking off in a boiler room. And he's like, totally right. That's exactly what he would have been in AEW. Yeah, a very a specific thing.
2: What? What Scott? He'd be a toilet troll or something. Yeah. You know? He'd
4: be a toilet wait, 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 Do they do they have characters on 205 Live?
0: <laughs> Darby, they have a <laughs> I would love it as Darby is a ghoulie. That's his new fucking gimmick in <laughs> WWE. If
2: but, uh, was on it, it would be called 115 Wet because i mean
4: that is the amazing thing the the guy is 170 pounds and when he wrestles like you just buy it because of the way that he wrestles
3: i don't for a minute buy that kid is 170 he's a buck 25 at most yeah
0: (laughs) who do you guys have more um who who who, where 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 do you suspend your disbelief the most is it when adam cole wrestles or when darby wrestles like So do you think Adam Cole looks more awkward, Mike, than Darby?
4: A thousand percent, yes. Because of the way that the character is portrayed, that Adam Cole is supposed to be this, like, incredible wrestler that goes, like, 50 minutes and takes all these finishers. Like, Darby's a guy, you know, Darby was the perfect opponent for Punk because he takes everything and he can lose and still be over. But Adam Cole's whole thing is I'm the best, and I don't buy that he can beat anyone in a shoot fight.
3: The, the argument, Stax, I'm glad you brought this up because I had it in my notes from Dynamite, is during his match with Nick Camarado, he whips Nick Camarado off the ropes when Camarado tried to stop him, and Camarado went flying. And Nick Camarado weighs, he looks like a, a, a Mack truck, and uh, Darby Allen looks like a Matchbox car, and I couldn't for a minute believe that he was going to move this guy even within the confines of, you know, wrestling world. So Adam Cole is slightly more credible, but then again, I haven't seen him wrestle a big dude in a while.
2: Well, the reason I would say Darby is actually more believable, even though I love Adam Cole is Darby's moves are so fast. It's like, he's a little missile and they acknowledge that he's kind of reflecting off of bodies. That's how small he is, but it's just at such force where Adam Cole isn't really doing that. He's just wrestling and really well. And he does cool, spots and stuff but it it doesn't come off as like any different than anything like darby is small and he uses his small it's like kind of like a superhero it's weird he's he's one of his own it's 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 wild
0: scott have you ever seen that movie brick with joseph gordon levitt no
2: oh no but it's like a film
0: noir thing but like i don't know it's kind of like how darby it, it, it reminds me of how darby fights you know, yeah. like little guy who just keeps taking shit and coming back and stuff. Um,
4: the, the one time that it, it stuck out a little to me was that the Saturday night episode of Dynamite, I think from last year, the, the one that uh, Brody won the title, and Darby had like a two-minute match against a guy named Will Hobbs. And we were all like, that dude looks like a fucking star. Why is he <laughs> losing in two minutes? And then luckily other people saw <laughs> that too. And because uh, it was, like, such a quick squash. And, um, you know, luckily, like, Will's been in the company ever since.
3: So, Nick is going to be main eventing in six months is what you're God, saying. No, no. That's right, so a no, Mike no. Lawrence quote, guys. You can put it on the internet. Nick Camarado, <laughs> next AEW yes, TNT the guy, Champion. the
4: guy that wears napkins.
0: Dude, <laughs> imagine going back to the locker room and pulling Nick Camarado's back hair out of your teeth or something. You know what I mean? That guy... I mean
4: Nick Camarado just looks like the guy in front of the line at the recycling plant like he's there like right on time with the cans
0: <laughs> he does he does have that uh, entrepreneur s- spirit folks you guys want to get to the roasted <laughs> <of> darby <laughs> allen
4: yeah
0: all right mike you're uh to quote to quote halloween havoc that we're viewing this monday spin the wheel make the deal
3: robert <clears throat> all right Darby Allen has a tattoo that reads, nothing's over till you're underground, so let's bury the motherfucker. <laughs> Darby Allen has the deranged mind of Randy Savage and the hulking arms of Miss Elizabeth.
2: <laughs> the
3: only thing thinner than Darby's physique are his chances of main eventing WrestleMania. <laughs> if there was one advantage to Darby being in the WWE, it's that he might actually have a decent meal in catering. <laughs> Darby used to sleep in his car while most of his fans still sleep in a race car shaped bed. Sure. When Darby paints half of his body black and white, it's a statement. But when Roddy Piper does it, suddenly he's a racist piece of shit. Here's my Scott joke of the week. Scott if Kenny is- Omega is the cleaner then Darby Allen is the pipe cleaner because he's got skinny <laughs> arms. Darby Allen is what would happen if Hot Topic had a wrestling school. Not a lot of people know this, but, and this is true. Darby played football when he was younger. His position? The down marker. In Evolve, Darby Allen wrestled Velveteen Dream. Dream handpicked Darby, but was sad to realize he only looked like an underage kid.
1: <laughs>
3: Darby looks like the kind of kid Jim Ross would tell to get off of his lawn. But to be fair, Lee Johnson also looks like the kind of kid Jim Ross would say to get off his lawn. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Darby was married to Gigi Dolan, who famously threw a used tampon at an opponent. Fans were confused at first because when they saw something small and bloody in the ring, they just assumed it was Marco Stunt. (laughs) Darby Allen is the perfect wrestler for kids who think Jeff Hardy is just too damn macho. In the end, I was always nice to Darby when I worked with him because I felt like he was the guy most likely to go on a killing spree. And I worked with Chris Benoit.
0: (laughs) 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 And Teddy Hart.
3: (laughs) Allegedly. Uh, Teddy Hart, uh, they never found any of those bodies. Allegedly,
2: allegedly.
4: Uh, Yeah, let's let's all be glad that uh, Robert's alive. Uh, Scotty.
2: Oh, shit. All right, let's do this. Darby Allen starring in Tim Burton's Peter Pan (laughs) the hell his character is like hi I'm Johnny Knoxville and this is Les Miserables (laughs) (laughs) what they don't tell you is Darby's uncle was Ryan Dunn (laughs) he throws caution to the wind and hissy fits when his mom makes him clean his room (laughs) every every interaction he's had with the police has taken place on goosey night (laughs) his wikipedia is pretty interesting so all right so it says here he was a skater boy she said see you later boy (laughs) that's his childhood If the Hardys were too extreme, Darby is one idiot. (laughs) If Jeff has whisper in the wind, Darby has crying in the rain. (laughs) His twist of fate was more a turn of car. (laughs) He's a tiny Jeff Hardy. So tiny, I call him the charismatic enema. Huh? (laughs) He had his greatest promo ever a week ago. I would hit you, MJF, but I'm really dwelling on some stuff. (laughs) He talks like Keanu Reeves and will end up like Christopher Reeves. (laughs) He looks like a penguin suffering the effects of global warming. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like the penguin fuck Joker. The way playing Mozart while pregnant can make a child smarter, except Darby's mom with being thrown down steps what do darby allen and teddy hart have in common they both they've both wrestled in handcuffs <laughs> uh he's what happens if homeless christopher lloyd never returned dennis the menace <laughs> <laughs> his finishing move the coffin drop answers the question what would happen if a funeral home was owned by michael j fox off drop, oh, off Jesus drop. Christ. Uh, he runs away from home and hides under his deck. <laughs> if he was a school shooter, he'd be a part of the trench coat mafia, except under his trench coat, he'd be sitting atop two other kids' shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a perfect example of why we need a TNT belt, and his uncle is a perfect example of why we need a seat belt. <laughs> he loves skateboarding so much i wouldn't even call it skateboard he's skate interested
0: oh, no. <laughs> he's, he, he's
2: hardcore he's hardcore <laughs> in conclusion there's something poetic about darby allen like every great mime before him but more than a mime he feels modern the new chaplain a sadness in his sacrifice he's dostoyevsky meets rob dierdrich a canvas on which, oh, he just lit himself on fire, guys. Derby just lit himself on fire. All right. Then.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, a fucking Christopher Lloyd and Dennis the Menace pool. <laughs> uh, that. That's yeah. like one
2: of the only movies I've seen. You know, you think you think it's a yeah. deep cut, but it's like one of five.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's just a cut. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll, I'll go. Uh. Today we're roasting Darby Allen, who got his start as one of the goth kids on South Park. His finishing <laughs> move should be, burn down, burn down the hot, tall perk <laughs> <laughs> He was a sad child and would cut his wrist with a razor. Then he realized he could make more money slicing a razor against his forehead.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: if you had to describe Darby's gimmick in three words, it's cry for help. Even though he's really small, he still comes off like a threat because of his face paint and daredevil moveset. Note to Adam Cole: start wearing face paint and use a daredevil moveset. <laughs> this oh, is wow, my Scotch so over the weed. A skateboarding pro wrestler shouldn't his name be Phony Hawk? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, There are two famous coffin drops in wrestling. Darby's finisher and what happened at Yokozuna's funeral. (laughs) I mean, that's what you get for letting Paul Bearer be one of the Paul Bearers. Was the casket too heavy, Paul? Oh,
1: yeah!
4: (laughs) He has a tattoo that says, nothing's over till you're underground. And a career that says, nothing's over until Steve Borden comes out with you every week. (laughs) he's really good at making his opponents look threatening and even better at making sting look really old by comparison fun fact sting isn't even wearing face paint anymore (laughs) when Sting and darby come out together it looks like you're about to see the first father son school shooting (laughs) you got the gun son it's show (laughs) time Darby lost his uncle who died in a drunk driving accident because he clearly wasn't as tough as an Uso. (laughs) Darby was in the car too and has been trying to final destination himself ever since. (laughs) Every one of his matches feels like a car crash. The only difference is his uncle was way better at selling.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ.
4: And finally, uh, this is my favorite thing. This was actually in his Wikipedia uh, the following sentence he also took part in collegiate wrestling but only because he assumed it was professional wrestling <laughs> <laughs> um darby the difference is collegiate wrestling in collegiate wrestling 170 pound guy like yourself would get fucking killed taking on guys bigger than him like actually killed not some fun gothy i die so i could be born again bullshit like genuinely murdered Nick Camerota would kill you faster than he kills my interest in wrestling whenever he's on
0: screen. (laughs) I think Mike just pointed out the next big uh, dream match, which is Darby Allen Gable Stevenson, folks. (laughs) That's what we want to see. All right, Darby's what magically appears when Jake the Snake runs out of methadone. (laughs) He's the kid in grade school who ruins "Bring the Class Hamster Home" for a night. Darby's straight edge, which means he chooses to wear this shit. (laughs) Whenever I see Sting walk in with Darby Allen, he looks like the cool guidance counselor trying to stop the next Parkland. Darby Darby comes from a rough upbringing, but I guess not rough enough to keep him from dressing like DJ at Corpse Bride Rave. (laughs) He's... He's the biggest badass at a Christian music festival, so the biggest pussy at Warp Tour. He cuts a promo like a 14 year old giving testimony after a Brian Singer pool party. Oh. He used to sleep in his car. Darby's bottom is Fuego del Sol's top. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's not afraid of dying, but is afraid of noogies. <laughs> he appeared in an episode of sex sent me to the er for having sex with a grandma on a bee's nest, which i thought was how Moolah broke girls into the business <laughs> <laughs> he pulls pranks like setting off stink bombs without anyone knowing which is also how the usos will eventually find rikiji <laughs> he looks like zombie ally mcbeal if it wasn't for AEW Darby entering the ring with TNT strapped to his waist would have ended in suicide. I mean, without his party party city employee discount, Darby Allen is just better childhood. James Ellsworth his ring entrance videos or what would happen if Calvin Klein had commercials starring circus employees. He used to live off a George Foreman grill at Planet Fitness or as Nick Kahn calls it catering. He looks like the guy Marilyn Manson hires to protect him from Evan Rachel Wood. (laughs) If you tattoo drug free on your knuckles, then you did tattooing wrong. Tattoos aren't supposed to highlight what makes you employable on my knuckles drug free on my back college educated and good at powder point above my cock. And finally, also Darby watching your uncle die Doesn't mean that every day is Halloween now. After my uncle died, nobody said, "Who's the guy paying respects dressed as Buzz Lightyear?" <laughs> um, and that is the roast of Darby Allen. The roast of Darby Allen, folks. We love you, Darby. Oh
4: man, um,
0: that, was, that was fun and 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 so much nicer
4: than our. Uh, I don't know if you talked about our Alberto Del Rio Patreon roast. I don't think
2: we've ever hated someone more than that guy. It was pretty Always. mean. Some of us didn't have a bright side, which I don't think has ever happened. No.
0: Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was. It was. It was. It uh, was a real scorched earth compared to Darby that we're just saying uh, looks terrible. Yeah, like
2: he's tiny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's tiny and sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they
4: had to prove that he wasn't the I like toils kid.
0: <laughs> well, folks, we're we're not doing a show in hell this week, but we are bringing back. My favorite segment of the show, Tales from the Indies with Scott Chaplin. And my God, did Scott find us a good fucking video. Scott, I think I texted, I already, I already tweeted it out, I think, right? Yeah, you did
2: tweet it out. We should tweet it out again. Um, maybe- Dude, this
0: is, without a doubt, maybe, this may be the saddest thing I've ever seen.
2: in. Racing. I don't, I, I'm i shocked that this isn't a famous clip. I've never seen this before. Dude,
0: it's and, crazy. And
2: I've watched botches, so... Um, what it is let, let me actually get up do, do we have the title of the of the video so we could tell the
0: wasn't it like wolfpack sting breaks leg or something
3: just Google never being able to sleep again
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: it is called yeah wolfpack sting breaks leg at backyard wrestling events so I I did want a, a tales from the indie that involved darby but its it's all just cool shit that actually works out like yeah it's reckless and stupid and you know, he, he's taped to a chair and he dives off of a balcony and, you know, he has no way of, of you know, um, defending himself if anything goes wrong. There's a lot of stuff like that with Darby, but it all ends up working out at the end of the day. So instead, I chose something that is kind of related to Darby in the sense that uh, the guy coming out is, is billed as Wolfpack Sting. He's just Wolfpack Sting, which makes you think this isn't even an independent wrestling company These are just a few drunk guys in their backyard who love (laughs) watching pro wrestling. Uh, And so this guy is introduced as Wolfpack Sting. Uh, He walks off a deck, obviously. And the Wolfpack music is playing. (laughs) And he climbs up to the turnbuckle, poses, lightly jumps off the second turnbuckle. And his legs snap way worse than Psychosid's, way worse than anybody's I've seen, I think, uh, to the point where it looks like, you ever see in like sketch shows like uh, where they just throw in a dummy all of a sudden? Right. Like they,
1: right. You yeah. know, and yeah. all
2: that, that, all that is my, is my sketch show reference, They'll like throw Kel Mitchell out of a window and he's just a dummy. This is what it looks like. This is how, in no control of his body he has. He so bo- this looks
4: like like he realized that he was like attuned. Like this is like like if like Judge Doom was wrestling in Roger Rabbit because his legs are just fucking rubber bands.
2: So yeah, like- he did what our brains did, which was like question mark exclamation point. Like that's what his body did. <laughs> it's an absolute must see, and it's it is better than than yes than the Sid ankle break, in my opinion.
3: I know that they, they did a GoFundMe for it. Jericho donated like 12 grand to him for it.
2: Um, to this guy?
3: To this guy. Because I remember, because uh, Pritchard talked about it before too on his, on his show, but it was, yeah, this was one of those things where it went very viral very quickly as a, hey, here's probably why you shouldn't do backyard wrestling. Even though this was the most mundane thing somebody could
0: do. Yeah, I mean, a this, was a free, it was, this was just a freak accident. This was like, yes you know, like breaking your legs, getting out of bed or something. You yeah, know? you
2: go, how does this guy step off curbs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: He doesn't have to worry well, about that anymore.
2: anymore. <laughs> Can I... He's, he's I, sting I... if Seth Rollins had his way, you know? <laughs> okay, but A- I looked W-Pay up his group.
4: GoFundMe. Um, and, okay, so the goal was $200,000. And the title of the GoFundMe is medical expenses for justin's broken legs (laughs) 22,400 dollars uh raised out of 200,000 and that's including the money from jericho can i can i read the gofundme of course yeah
0: is it still up can people donate
4: yes they can so if you get a lap out of this donate I'll, i'll donate something uh you are he someone you know—an absolute face free face spirit, on. the life of the party, and ready for whatever. Well, that is our Justin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wait, wait—they're wait, not even acknowledging it as a wrestler. He's just—that wasn't pro wrestling. That was a guy having a good time.
4: He was genuinely. Just having fun when both of his legs were struggling. <laughs> Justin was invited to participate in a live amateur wrestling event this past weekend, hosted by his good friends, when the performance was abruptly stopped. <laughs> His estrus, and spun from the second rope of the ring, and when his feet hit the base of the structure, his knees bent backwards, and both of his legs snapped. Exclamation point! Since his injuries, Justin has had three surgeries with rods and pins put in his leg. With additional surgery scheduled this week, physicians are working hard to determine if amputation will be necessary. Oh my goodness! He'll ultimately be faced with a long road to recovery, starting with a two-week minimum hospital stay. His son, fiance, family, and friends are asking for donations in support of his medical expenses as Justin does not have insurance.
0: (laughs) All right, guys here who are, I mean, and Scott, you're basically married, but can you imagine... Like explaining to your wife that you can't walk down the aisle because you fucking blew out your knee pretending you were Wolfpack. <laughs> yes,
4: yes, Two hundred thousand seems incredibly steep. However, the hospital stay, numerous surgeries, medical equipment, the countless months of physical therapy ahead, and even handicapping his home will far exceed this request. There's two more paragraphs. There's a good punchline coming. Though the internet has been a mixed bag of concern and distasteful cruelty, including the Wrestle Rose podcast, <laughs> <laughs> Justin has remained lighthearted in his situation. However, no amount of money will cover the emotional damage he would continue to endure through the aftermath of this horrible accident, so any offerings would help. Justin has been through so much physically in the last few days, on top of a recent custody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no!
1: No! no. He's hardcore.
0: Any contributions <laughs> to alleviate this unfortunate financial <laughs> At the
4: very minimum, we simply ask you to pray for justice.
0: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Dude, like they're they're framing it like it's like the mean spirited internet. I'm like, this isn't Harambe, you <laughs> dressed up as Fake sting you're something it? like
3: singing your legs went like an atst in Star wars they just went yeah. the other way yeah, it was it's like, like an ostrich like, sitting down
0: hero you're not like a first respond I feel bad donate please donate also join the <laughs> patreon but donate too um and uh you know make sure this guy I mean, what a what a fucking brutal injury
3: hard to believe the custody of his kid was in question at some point based on his judgment
0: what if the match was,
4: was
2: will... to determine the custody of
4: also <laughs> just Justin's going through the custody battle both wolfpack sting is doing
2: too sweet
0: dude he should have changed it and said like hey this was my son's birthday party and he loves um wolfpack sting so i dressed up as wolfpack my sting. nine-year-old son who
4: loves 1999
0: wcw dude how great was that wolfpack sting song though i mean that was one of the that's one of the top five most underrated deep song ever Oh, that was great!
3: I like All the right. that takeaway from this. The man is crippled forever, but what a cool theme song!
0: Yeah, donate to uh, this guy's uh, GoFundMe, guys. He's uh, yeah, hero.
3: seriously. I mean,
4: we we had a good laugh, but medical expenses for Justin's broken legs is still on GoFundMe.
0: Yeah. Um, be like Chris Jericho, and uh, donate, and also have a really weird body. <laughs> uh let's get to do you guys want to do dynamite or dud first or uh the we must hate ourselves the world cup first duke the dumpster drossi versus mantar <laughs> am i the only one who did it this week
3: I keep, was there like, a homework assignment you turned <laughs> to substitute teacher dan again and all of a sudden did anybody else do the assigned reading <laughs>
0: um all right let's let's do that then duke the dumpster verse drossi uh verse mantar um w- which gimmick is worse mantar me, mantar is for sure worse yeah even though this is interesting because they were kind of during the same uh i i had this idea man i started fantasy booking what if hunter comes back and starts hanging in the rafters but he's wearing the mantar suit <laughs> like it's a complete psychological break
1: um
0: <laughs> yeah it's 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 crazy man the mantar match that's there like you can watch it on youtube i mean i guess there's a couple but i've never seen like a wrestler's feelings get hurt like during the match and there's a point where like he takes over he takes off the the mantar outfit and just looks like he realized like what the fuck have i done you know and he's like a pretty normal looking guy too. I always remember him as being this weirdo, but I'm like, oh, this makes it worse that he's like a normal looking guy. But, uh, and I mean, my, my, my thing is like Duke at least looks like a trash man. Uh, Mantar also looks like a trash man. <laughs> like they, There's no, it's gotta be uh, without a doubt. Like Duke is is a terrible character. Like, The whole, the whole him playing basketball with the, I mean, it's really bad stuff. Even, even for the new generation, it was bad. But a Mantar is, is just uh, horns and hooves above the competition.
2: Well, and it's like not (laughs) what a
0: Mantar is, right? Well, Minotaur, yeah, it's, uh, well, it's kind of like that, I get You have, to have is like, another
2: like guy behind him,
0: right? Well, Minotaur, they already, probably, probably somebody else already owned the, rights to the name, and Vince is like, fuck it, I've, let's do Mantar, nobody owns Mantar.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, but a Minotaur is a human on the top, and then, like, an animal on the bottom, which is what <laughs> Wolfpack's thing is getting inserted onto his body as his new gimmick.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, please donate. <laughs>
3: yeah. A Mantar?
0: So what's worse, Robert, Mantar or Duke the Jumpster Dressie?
3: So it's two different kinds of worse because Mantar looks like it, he looks like Scourge in Thor Ragnarok, like Carl Urban's <laughs> character. Um, yeah. But what sucks about the Mantar gimmick is they spent so much money on making that animal head um, like that's They spent a fortune on how much this money thing.
0: do they spend on it?
3: Uh, it, it looks like it probably cost them a decent amount of money. That's not something like, it's not something you just throw together. It looks like when they were part of like on the Flintstones, then we go to the water Buffalo meetings. Um, the it, Duke that's the interesting Dumpster-
0: that you note noticed that because my note was, I think they found the outfit first and they're like, all right, we just need a character for it. <laughs> you know It like- was
3: something Patterson had in his garage. No one <laughs> asked why he had that. Um, the Duke, the Dumpster Drossy thing, I feel bad because he had potential because of his size and his look that he could have been something. And instead they just kind of gave him this stupid gimmick, but he made the most of it. Mantar, he couldn't walk around wearing the, the, the thing on his head. And then when he took it off and wrestled, he was terrible. So I feel like it has to be Mantar, but I just feel bad for Duke Drosi because he never got a, a fair shot. They just gave him a really, you know, shitty gimmick.
2: Well, the other thing about about a gimmick like that though, is kids are afraid of garbage men that's I mean yeah there's videos online of kids waving at garbage men kindly but I remember as a child thinking they were like monster people you know to like deal with you know you find out they make good money and stuff and uh, well Scott you're
4: from New Jersey where the garbage men are monster people
2: (laughs) yeah and it, it was a time of like don't talk to strangers you know like your neighbors could be vampires this was like around that time where like that was going on in movies and stuff and you go like yeah a garbage man could try to beat the Scott shit out. That
0: grew up in an episode of Erie, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The many I, vampires of Newark. I mean, look, <laughs> at this point, I mean, is this going to be a clean sweep? Mike and Zach, Mantar, Duke of the Dumpster Drossy, What's the worst gimmick, Mike? Yeah, I mean, this is the cleanest. Uh, because it, it, the thing
4: is, like, I watch clips of both. Duke was over. Like, As a as a lower card, and I remember going in 95, I think, to the James L. Knight Center, and he was like in the opening or second match. And he got pops. We were happy to see him. It's a dude with a job, which, like, there was a lot of gimmicks back then like that. Um, I mean, Mantar, yeah, the fucking that he's gonna start wrestling in the in the mask, and then he has to take it off. The ref has to be like, oh no, you might stab the 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 jobber. And the jopper's name in the match I saw, which is the Mantar debut match, was Walker Slow, <laughs> and and so like Vince is just He's like also Wolfpack Sting's new guy.
3: gimmick. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, it's uh, yeah. But Mantar, it's like because he he does look like a decent fat guy in the sense, like. Like if he was in the disciples of, of Apocalypse or some kind of shit like that, you'd believe him. He looks like a tough fat dude. Mantar,
0: um, yeah. If oh, you, dude, he makes J D. Drake look like fucking Brock Lesnar. That guy
4: <laughs> with <laughs> his <laughs>
0: sad eyes. <laughs> Jeez
4: but with a haircut and stuff, he you, you know he's you, probably intimidating. And, but like, it's just it's a, like it's also, you know, I will be the first to give Jim Johnston all the praise in the fucking world. But Mantar's theme song is just and then Duke the Dumpster Drosy's theme song is just a garbage truck sound backing up. Well, there's definitely some of
0: these that Jim was just like, yeah, this gimmick's not gonna last. So
4: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna go work on the Undertaker's third theme. Like this is (laughs) this is what he did. Like, this is why he was able to give mankind an outro. (laughs) Because he was like, "Eh, just have (laughs) a fucking garbage truck but the one thing i found out which is hilarious is drosey gave triple h his first loss in wwe yes
3: he did i also love that bret hart had to wrestle mantar like if you ever want to know if vince liked sean or Brett more, that's really all you ever need to hear is he made bret hart wrestle mantar
2: bret hart says it like an actual tale though you know
4: yes <laughs> The 12 labors of McMahon. Yeah, <laughs> I fought
2: a Minotaur. <laughs>
4: like all I th- fought a Minotaur and then I was asked to cheat on my wife.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh Man, um, all right, well, Mantar moves on. You know, Mantar- Moves it could, on. It, it, could come, <laughs> it could come down to Mantar and QT, they look a lot alike. Imagine if QT came back with a Mantar gimmick, then that would fucking work, bro. <laughs> all right let's uh let's get to dynamite um my uh my computer is bad folks just to let you know if i had to if, if if i disconnect i will be back momentarily on my phone let's go to AEW dynamite hour one the super elite versus daniel bryan uh, christian and jurassic express cm punk chromo cody and arn uh at, Co- at casa de cody sammy guevara versus bobby fish for the tnt title and uh, American top team uh, scoring off against the inner circle in a promo at the end of hour one.
2: Let's uh, start with Scotty. What did you think of this first hour, buddy? I loved everything in the first hour except the CM Punk promo.
1: <gasps>
2: <laughs> what didn't you like about it? Um, I've seen it before. I will say this. Uh, I, I I don't mind coming out and having the fan service moment, but don't like repeat exactly what you like. There's a few lines that he's literally said before. And I think you should, he should just mix that up a bit, you know, like the whole I'm happy and uh, we're going to celebrate. And are you tired of me yet? Like one day he's going to say that. And they're going to go, yes, yes, yes. Uh, And it hasn't happened yet, but it, it just, it fell off. He he said cheesecake instead of cheesesteak. Like he was off, he was off and that's okay. But that's the only part I didn't like about hour one. Uh, But again, it's a CM Punk promo in 2021. So still fucking five flaming, four and a half flaming bowling pins for just existing, but he fumbled.
0: Well, I guess Bobby Fish did such a good job that Tony signed him right afterwards.
2: So Bobby Fish is now all elite. Yeah. Bobby Fish did a great job. Arn, holy shit, that was, uh, I mean, everybody, let's just jump in on this, I guess. But yeah, the Arn thing is is my new favorite.
4: <laughs> holy favorite. shit. It's the best.
2: It's the best thing in wrestling right now. He's just outside of Cody's house, like with a <laughs> knife.
4: Burning
0: clothes. Well, when yeah. I saw that, I was like, this is, first off, like, i just seen Dirty Work, and I, I was like, am I watching that scene where, norm thinks he's in front of gary coleman and adam sandler like it was that surreal like where i was like because I, I just saw the flames and shit and uh yeah it's just it's just so funny it is they should just have that as a recurring thing like i don't need to see cody ever wrestle again it's just cody waking up in the middle of the night because arn is doing some like you know like he's like uh, fucking catching trout or something in the backyard you know something manly
4: well, like, as yeah, a who kid, knew, this... who knew the, the month that Ric Flair would get canceled, Arn would get renewed. <laughs>
3: like, as a kid, the thing that scared me more than anything was Zeke the plumber from Salute Your Shorts showing up next to my bed. Now, my biggest fear was Arn Anderson on my front lawn starting a fire. And I look at Cody is not only wearing a suit, but he's mic'd up, just under the impression that he's just constantly wearing a little lavalier microphone at all times. And more impressive was how high the flames went when they put that tie in there. Like, what the fuck is that made out of? He should not be wearing that around a kid.
2: (laughs) Wait till next week where where, uh, Arn throws uh, one of Cody's dogs' decapitated heads through the doggy door. (laughs) Oh, wait,
3: before we get to, because I want to ask this, because Cody made a point of saying that this week he's like, I will never challenge for the title again, and I will never, ever turn heel. This has got to be shtick, right? He's oh, like, I, I swear know. this I isn't know. fake and this is real and I'm never going to do it. Like, Eventually, the audience is going to make up their mind.
2: Well, I mean, th- this storyline could be turned... Also, he could just be a character who gets booed and cheered. Like, you could have a John Cena. Sure. Uh, which is, I think, what he's going to be. But it looks like they're going in the direction of aren't as this this yoda cat i mean yoda was grumpy let's not forget (laughs) and i also think he had a switchblade i think he had a switchblade
3: but like when Uh, he walked out there and cody's like what are you gonna do shoot me like yeah lock two persons
0: head i will (laughs) pull trigger if i must
2: yeah i think he's gonna strap a bomb to cody or something i think we're gonna get some good good television and i hope to see more of this in aw uh more backstage like off screen like out of arena stuff i know they like to appeal to the audience in the crowd but i do like backstage shit and i don't think aw does enough of it not just backstage you know what i mean like elsewhere stuff. well
3: if you like stuff filmed at cody's house there's a show i got for you
2: <laughs> dude is it is
0: it just me or like do they need to like sign Paige van zandt yesterday it's like yeah. she gets the ring man and it's like she just has that thing where you fucking look at her. You know, like it's 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 like that, it's like almost like the John Cena thing where it's like, no matter what they're doing, you're just like, I gotta, that's interesting, you know? All right, hour two. Mike
3: and I know, haven't talked know,
2: about it, hour one yet. Oh, also, oh, also, the eight man, uh, amazing. Obviously the botch was the botch, but amazing, amazing match, a lot of fun. Okay, Dude, yeah. was JR like actually pissed during that? Oh, I don't give a fuck what, what Jr. is. You know, what's his age? Who gives a shit?
0: Robert, what did you think about this first hour?
3: Uh, who gives a shit?
2: No, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: the, the, the eight-man tag was good. Tony Schiavone had the line that kind of summed up my thought on it, which was, they're entertaining themselves, which is kind of <laughs> how I feel like whenever these guys are in their wrestling, like they're just doing it for themselves. It just happens to work out, that it's really entertaining. I like that Moxley's promo was basically just, I don't want to be around my kid.
2: Amazing, Which is bro. yeah,
3: that sets setting things nicely. Yeah, the, the punk thing feels like they're just trying to come up with excuses to put him out there, and and he's getting kind of tired of it. The Bobby Fish Sammy match was it was fine. I thought it was it was a good match. Uh Jim Ross's just bitterness towards everything going on really showed up here when Jericho. Threatens Lambert after the match, and he's like, "I'm gonna beat the living shit out of you." He's like, "Not the living shit. That's the worst kind of shit." Like yeah. <laughs> Ross was so like, I don't know what Conrad did to him earlier in the day. Like, if it was a whole episode about Bell's palsy to set him off, but he was in a fucking pissy he mood, was
0: in a nightmare mood, man. and
3: it was coming out the entire show. And I like the little acclaim promo where they made fun of the Lucha Brothers for being villains from Scooby Doo. Them in small doses getting to do that is is a nice way to reintroduce them.
0: And those guys are great.
4: Yeah, I, you know, I, 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 went into the the eight man a little hesitant just because I didn't think that you should have Kenny and and Brian in the ring together or the potential for one of them to pin the other. But you know, it, it worked. It was it was fun. Um, I mean, this is where like I really give credit to AEW over WWE that they do sometimes. The show started with everyone in the ring, and at like 8:01 p.m., the match is already happening. And, you know, like, I think sometimes showing the television audience those entrances and those pops is really important, but I don't think you need to do it every single week. And, um, you know, it was like a thing for the live crowd. And then we just got the full match without, you know, that much interruption. So I thought that was actually, and was Mike, well, yeah, they- Punk. Sorry, we'll go on, Scott. Start
2: to interrupt you, but their entrances—they put out a tweet saying at 7:50 go on their YouTube, and at 7:50 you could watch the entrances, which I oh, thought nice. was kind of cool. Yeah,
4: but do you, do you like that? Sometimes they just boom. I love
2: it. Ass. I love it. You know, obviously not every time because you know some of these entrances you need to hear the pop, you know, to know that they're over. Yeah. And AEW knows that, and that's why they don't do it all the time. But yeah, when they do it, it's it's always it always comes off like a positive. Yeah,
4: and 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 I think yeah. So punk, here's here's my problem with punk. Is that, you know, he's been gone seven years. And then he says, like, you know, it took Tony a year and a half, two years, you know, and I've been watching on TV. There's all these guys I want to work with. And there's still, you know, now it's been over a month. There still isn't a program. It's almost two months now. There still isn't like a feud. I have no problem with him wrestling Danny Garcia on Rampage, but I don't need him to come out for five minutes and tell the audience that one sentence of information is a waste of time especially you know the, the latter match ends up getting rushed and it's like I really do feel like the network is insisting that he's there every week they saw that opening rampage pop and he's like he's got to be on every show he's got to be out there or on commentary and I don't think he does if you're not going to do anything with him it just feels like a waste you know like it's amazing to me that he was gone for so long we wanted him back and now it's like i'm already sick of him in this iteration like i I want to see him
2: but i will say this i think long term this is the best decision they've made because a thing about punk is you want to root for him but his character is so based on like working hard and and being actually good like he, he's his character is him as a person and you can't just throw him into the limelight because now he's a guy who showed up and what's the difference between him and fucking Dave Batista and the rock or this and that. And so it's when he does get there, you want it. You're starving for it when he finally fights an Omega or a Brian. It's it's something you're you're begging for. Otherwise you know you come early and fucking go home. Now he's you no, know, you know he's gonna work with these young guys, put guys over it's it's something so different. It's so unlike everything he's claimed he's hated, like the Hulk Hogan types and the Triple H types. It's, it's he's the opposite, and he I will get there. And, because You can't disagree; it's a fact. You fucking jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, good. We reached that part of the episode.
4: Yeah, no, but I disagree. But Scott was being too respectful. Yeah. He's still taking TV time from those guys. Like, it's just a waste of time. No, and no, no. To, no Mike's,
3: I to Mike's point, there were, there were storylines to pivot him to. You know, he beats Hobbs. You have Ricky Starks. You could continue the punk going against Team Taz, and him and Ricky Starks would be a fun match or a fun story to tell. Instead, it's just, all right, I'm going to pick uh, you, and I'm going to fight you, and that and that's your, your prize as you get to wrestle me. I think we want to see him sink his teeth into something rather than just I'm out here because I need to come out and wave at the crowd.
2: Well, and that's coming and it's definitely going to be MJF. And and I think a part of that is MJF beating Darby or doing whatever to Darby. But also I think it's another reason Punk comes out and kind of kisses the town's ass every week or every couple, you know, other week or whatever. Because MJF every other week he's coming out and completely shitting on the town. Seeing Punk's come, I mean, they are polar opposites. Uh and I think it's kind of intentional right now. And I think that's what is gonna happen. And we're all gonna go, ah, thank you, yeah, AEW. I, mean, you know, I hope so.
4: And then and then Lambert, it's like, you know, those the everyone looks like they belong in the ring except the two pro wrestlers in the stable. Uh like especially if you're gonna have uh Junior Dos Santos, like I, I would love if it was just like MMM, MMA guys wrestling for Lambert. That makes more sense than these two dweebs that are trying to be tough. It just, just doesn't work.
2: I, uh, I actually thought this worked because it tied in Sammy with the Inner Circle uh, or with Jericho and, and him. And you did actually get a reveal of we are paying it off with these fighters. They will be wrestling in some capacity.
3: I would have loved for Dan Lambert to point out that Jericho didn't come to save his friend until after they hit his music. So we can get his full entrance. Like that seems like the kind right. of shitty heel thing Lambert would have brought up, but instead it's like Fuego goes out there, gets his ass kicked and then Jericho and Hager run out there, but only after they start playing his music.
2: Well, and then you look, look at Jericho's for body. Robert,
4: for Robert uh, and me, I think this stuck out when he was like, we're in this shithole, Philadelphia but next week we're going to be in my home of South Florida. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. It, you know, the problem with this feud for me is like the match you want to see is Jericho Masvidal. And I, I don't know if they can pay it off. I mean, I don't know what you would, what, 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 what contract, you know, Jorge is, is under with, with UFC. I, it's, That's the real match, so...
3: I do want to set up just for further disappointment because they called Masvidal the world's most dangerous bodyguard. Is this... Are they going to bring back Tyson to be in Jericho's corner?
2: Oh, hell
3: yeah. Since he's part of the inner circle, I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't mind going down to Miami.
2: Also, don't you think, like, Jericho is only qualified to fight Dan Lambert? (laughs) Also, you know wrestling's fake because if he really had to run out out of nowhere from backstage, he'd be chewing as he ran out. <laughs> <laughs> he like, he's he got like one of those Lady in the Tramp spaghetti brains. <laughs>
0: he like, yeah. So yeah. stuff real
4: fast. Yeah. Is, is Fuego in the inner circle now?
2: No, no, no. He's just Sammy's boy. So Sammy's vlog is like Marco Stun and all of his real friends. And then, you know. The show is the inner circle, I guess.
3: No, he's the Aldo Montoya of the click for the inner circle. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) All right, hour two. uh,
0: The TBS title introduction, (laughs) Darby Allen versus Nick Camarado. uh, Dante Martin promo uh, for an open challenge.
3: And Dan's computer died.
2: Dan's gone. His computer died. Dan's gone. Okay, so let's, I guess, continue. Malachi uh, got got him. uh, I've
3: got my notes up just in case. Uh, Ricky Starks uh, promo calling out Cage, uh, Sheeta versus Serena Deeb for the uh, 50 match trophy. Uh, Darby gets beat up by mystery assailants that certainly <laughs> were not MJF. Uh, Leo Rush uh, promo, Britt Baker promo, and then the Casino Ladder match. Thank you, then, uh, In the in the main event. Uh, so that was that was our two. I don't know who so you want much. to start with, Dan.
2: So much great shit in this hour. Do we, yay or nay, boys? Well, it's a yay for
0: me, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what you, let's start with the main event first. Um, What did you guys think of the match? What did you think of uh, who went over? Uh, Scott, let's start with you.
2: Oh, man. Okay. So I, I'm not crazy about ladder matches, let alone ladder matches involving many people, but In saying that, I thought it was really well-paced. It was quick. Everybody got their spots in and yet were barely used. Um, And there were like four major spots in the match. And I think that's what a ladder match should have, about four major spots. And I think the return of Hangman was perfect. Uh, Who else would have came out? Um, Huge pop. And so there's no worry about, oh, he went away is this going to affect him? I mean, these people snapped. This was an Adam Cole baby, uh, level of, of pandemonium. And, uh, I, yeah, I like, I like the finish Moxley kind of fucked it up. Like Moxley was supposed to play more woozy and then fall, but Moxley ain't that fucking great. And so he just like kind of bombed it. And so it looked like he just kind of jumped off almost, uh, But it was supposed to be that Moxley was woozy and passed out and, you know, hangman climbing up that ladder with no one near him. It's, uh, it's not just that he beat everybody. It's that it's fate boys. It is his destiny. Simba. You guys know the deal. It's the best storyline in wrestling. Kenny Omega versus hangman Adam page. Uh, Mike go.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, for the most part agree. Um, in the sense that I do think that uh, the the right guy won and the right surprise happened. So I agree with that. my My complaint was they definitely felt short on time here. A match where you have five additional people coming out after the first two. When you start 15 minutes before the end, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and you guys can agree, disagree, whatever, I find it way more egregious now that there are no overruns on this show when Roads to the Top is the show after. <laughs> count in, or Creed two, that made sense to me because you're getting an audience that isn't the same, and you know they just want to watch a movie. And we got to fucking finish the wrestling in time for the movie. But now, the fucking fact that you still got to rush to end at 10 o'clock so Brandy and Cody can do their bullshit without even having Arn in the front yard with a burning trash can is fucking...
2: Yeah, but you have to use your imagination now, you know? Yeah. Imagine it- Arn in the other room of every scene. Oh, I will. I have. Um, it's the only way Mike can come.
4: Because I I thought that would be part of why you would have Rhodes to the top. Uh, You know, we could just fucking put it on whenever. Uh, Because I I thought, yeah, the ending was terrible. Objectively terrible of just Moxley whoop, like like Poochie getting lifted off the animation so bad. Like, it just made no sense in the way that it was uh, perceived. Uh, Even Archer, like, getting completely knocked out by one lariat that quick i didn't think was great i i just feel like it didn't do page that many favors in the sense that i love that he's returning and this is the way that he can get to kenny he should have just earned it a little bit more it should have just been more of like a fucking fight and because of their timing issues it
0: wasn't robert what do you think
3: yeah i'll piggyback on that i think uh, part <laughs> of what was confusing about this match is the rules that they laid out were as soon as the match starts, if one of the guys gets up there, he wins. So the incentive should be to be one of the first two people into the match, uh, or you wait until everybody's out there and then you can go for the chip. Jim Ross kept having a field day with trying to explain that, you know, he can go for it right now, but he's not. Cause he wants to go do his, his move, um, which takes you out of the match unintentionally. Uh, it was weird that Andrade qualified yeah. for this when they like, he has two wins. And that puts him uh, into this match. But I'm glad they went with Hangman. My concern is you've done this start and stop with him a couple times now. Like, this has to be it. Otherwise, he's Lex Luger with the Lex Express. Like, you can only put him out there so many times to finally win before the crowd is like, all right, maybe we we shouldn't stay behind this guy. So I'm hoping.
0: Or do you do that at a... revolution and and have brian and
3: omega for that's the other thing it's like you're giving hangman this shot when what everybody wants to see right now is danielson against omega
2: even during that match. are holding off on danielson omega
3: yeah but i think you want to see danielson take the title from omega no who
2: fuck wants that
3: that was that was the whole story of the eight-man tag at the beginning of the match at the beginning of the show so i feel like there's people who do want to see that um otherwise when they fight again it's like well what what are the stakes in their in their
0: match i want to see these guys wrestle they're the two best wrestlers in the world
3: they they are but i feel like you want to have that main event for the title and eventually get to hangman page winning it i'm I'm just hoping they don't
2: hangman could be hesitant with it you know it could be like a money in the bank type thing where it's like in the future um, it
3: could be that but they they i guess they have to explain the the rules for it and then it's like well why is hangman now in a better mental headspace to go after the title than before when
4: he, yeah, he had a you know, baby vanished? well he yeah but i was in, in in a clip during Roads to the top
2: yeah 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 he had a, yeah he had a baby no i know he had i know it was man. a baby yeah, thing not, but all, it was, all not the babies. elites idea of a man you know he started a real family he's not chasing titles you know AEW, uh,
0: it's just a race to see who can spend the least amount of time with their daughter. You know, (laughs) Hangman, Cody, Moxley, it's just who can hang out with their kids the the least. That's the real EVP. And that's why Jake Roberts was
4: there to teach them
0: all how. (laughs) Who who was Lance Green of the Ring, by the way? Who was that guy? I don't know. Somebody Jake found on the side of the road.
4: I'm, I'm guessing we don't have jake because of travel right and, and i it, thought we, we had jake.
0: last night we had jake last night yeah
2: oh. i didn't even know oh also the serena d match i thought was so cool having uh sheeta lose it was good yeah that was uh yeah i just thought that was so much fun i got really into that and the crowd was really into it uh, i love I how was-
3: somebody on online has already ruined the tbs title by pointing out that it looks like it says hose instead of tbs uh, and now i can't unsee it
2: oh no so
3: they need to they need to adjust that and that if that was good enough jr sitting down with darby and then starting like i see it's a casual wednesday that was a joke like something <laughs> happened to poor jim ross and it's got to come out but he was Here, here's what happened Robert,
4: okay i went to chick-fil-a and they didn't have my fucking Chick Fil A sauce. Yeah, it, it's like that's the name of the fucking restaurant. How are you gonna be Chick Fil A without <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Chick Fil A sauce?
3: Oh, oh the,
2: the Leo Rush thing, the Dante Martin thing. I, love I was just all gonna of say that.
3: the Dante Martin, Ma, Ma, Dante Martin, Malachi Black thing was fucking awesome. Oh, they, they've so nailed good. this character so well, and Dante Martin's the right guy to go in there and get his head kicked off that was that was a thing of beauty The only thing that was kind of weird was that ricky starks thing where he's like you know brian cage isn't here so i'm gonna talk a bunch of shit and then brian cage was there it was what? just
0: cage's wife that everybody keeps talking about she like was complaining about his booking on twitter or something yeah she was complaining that he's underused
4: and all of that and i mean he is but we know why <laughs> <laughs> he's not great and I, I i will say i i did read the rampage spoilers i don't know if you want me to say them or not um
0: does Janie garcia go over <laughs>
4: um but but regardless i i do hope that the fucking team Taz shit is is done after this week it's been going so long and and i want to see ricky feud with someone else the guy's really talented
3: well, oh, how excited are we for QT Marshall versus Sting? I mean, Dude, that's your main event for the next pay-per-view, right?
0: You could hear a pin drop in that uh in that arena. That's how powerful that moment was. Dude, when his
4: tummy stuck out when he took that <laughs> when he took that scorpion that drop and that little tum tum stuck out. That was so funny. And then I, I did love
3: Sting no selling his cutter. <laughs> yeah. On the week, QT shirt comes out, no less.
2: (laughs) Oh, oh, let's talk about the pinnacle attacking Darby. I thought that, one, it looked amazing. Uh, Darby sold the shit out of the, what, two moves that they did to him. And uh, also, I thought it was very funny that it was obviously them and everyone was acknowledging it. But it is like a legal thing and a way for MJF to just be like, no, it wasn't, even though it was. It's just a good time. I sean spears is awesome. a
3: decent cameraman so at least he's got a good career when this finally <laughs> bottoms out i do love that he steals the camera but the cable puller is still behind there feeding the cable that was one of the best like that dude is committed to his job <laughs> i don't care who i'm working for man long all the check clears as, long as i'm working for con unlike urban meyer hopefully by the time this comes out
4: um, uh, Mike, former AEW talent, Urban Meyer.
3: Yes, for her, former former aid the biggest heel in AEW, Urban Meyer. <laughs> Better than Dan Lambert.
0: Dan Lambert in a shoot fight could probably beat up
3: Jericho, right? Most likely, yeah. Because Jericho will be wearing leather pants during the fight.
0: Well, no, I'm just saying because you know you, I, I I don't know how it works. I've never really heard anything about him, but you figure you train the best fighters in the world, you can probably
3: throw some punches it depends on if jericho's sober or not there are all those stories of like drunk jericho was a a force to be reckoned with it's a real maniac
2: yeah, all right man, what's, dude hard or, dungeon bro come on you know all about it
0: what's tr- what's uh what's uh check in with the twitter verse mike what was the question of the week
2: mike hello <laughs> Hello. Hello. My, I'm sorry work. I'm
4: having technical difficulties today, guys. It's
2: okay. Do um, you want, want the to... Twitter questions? Twitter
4: question, yes. Yeah. All right. So this week I asked, uh, let me just, um, I had to just pull it up really quick. Great radio. Um, All right. You want to go to I High School will come back. Try to imagine an even worse name for Braun Breaker. Uh, so we've got Christopher W227, the Batty Daddy Samson Reiner, uh, <laughs> at Will Dynamite Lee Dog F McGee, at Chris Econ- Economatis, uh, the Gremlin Faced Dog, at Real Chris Fault, Braun break KKK-er, uh, abroza fgc name him ovw obviously violating wellness <sighs> promographic ken scott carpalus the smart version of the zodiac aw wwe aw at lash 7247 Adolf third Reichsteiner. at click at kick clouds ross razzler at Terminal Frank, oh God, it had to be something real dumb. Like shit, I don't know, like Von Wagner or J.C. Jane, you know, just historically bad. At Bit WT uh, Howler Fuheemi, <laughs> and at Mike Ellis
0: 1978 Gage Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, best Twitter fans in the world, best podcast fans in the world. Me on the lookout for the question uh, for this week. Let's go to the high spot, low spot. Mike, what's your high spot this week? My high spot, I don't give a shit. it got nothing to do with the
4: wrestling. I fucking love Squid Game. I watched it. The best heels, the best faces, best drama in, in the world right now. Everyone's watching it. Everyone's loving it. And if you haven't, you should. It fucking rolls. It's Squid Game.
2: Everything Mike said, but the G1. Right. Uh, I heard the Tai Chi-Jeff Cobb match is really good. Yeah, yeah, man. Tai Chi winning me over this G1. Dude, all right. Well, I'll I'll check it out. I'm looking forward to it. Robert, what was your high spot this week?
3: Uh, On the uh, SmackDown edition of the draft, seeing Swerve Scott get drafted to Friday Night SmackDown, I've uh, known that dude for years i think he's a tremendous talent and i think this is a real opportunity for him to make a big star out of him super happy for him I'm really looking forward to seeing that
0: uh i'm gonna go with Hangman page coming back and just realizing uh you know that that's uh, gonna be the next big, big baby in the company and just seeing seeing him in box and that's gonna be a huge feud at some point i also want to honorable mention Xavier Woods for bringing up King of the Ring all the time. He's like trying to get King of the Ring over, uh, because all he wants to do after wrestling is to win King of the Ring, and so he's just like screaming about it after every match. And it's just, you know, it's just fun to see somebody give a shit about kayfabe. Stuff. Aren't they
4: bringing it back? I they are. They bring- uh,
3: this week is the first round on SmackDown, yeah. which Dan uh, and I will be covering for Something Sports Entertainment with. And yes. and there's
2: also a Queen of the Ring, right?
3: Yes. Queen's the one, w-
2: right? I mean, it's called Queen's. what? What is it called?
0: Queen's uh, Boulevard. Uh, Queens,
4: Queen's Gambit Parts.
2: or something. Yeah, Queen's. Queen, Queen's
4: not allowed in the presence of Prince
0: Muhammad. <laughs> 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 um, my low spot this week, you know, I just checked out, like, because for some reason I got, like, really uh, anxious. I, I got really excited because I was like, oh, Goldberg's uh, contract is up. <laughs> And uh, and then I went online and I was like, I was so fucking off base. The contract doesn't end till 2023, so now it's just going to be building people up for Goldberg for the next like two years, and and getting people ready to either lose or beat him. But either way, it, it, it's it's just like you know, it's such an albatross just, uh, on their booking is as, is as, uh, as Bill Goldberg, um, and, and realizing that I'm just going to have to see so much of this shit you know for the for another like two fucking years it's it's kind of frustrating what's your uh low spot this week mike the draft i'm gonna say the draft
4: um i just find it so uninspiring creatively uh i feel like i used to like it when i mean i i don't love gms but at least it made sense when they were picking and all that it's just now, it's just like a little bit of a shuffling. It doesn't feel like that much has changed and I would prefer um, I, you know, I'm excited about Gable Stevenson and, and Swerve Scott and, and you know, the debuts. I, I you know, maybe I'm a traditionalist with of the last 10 years of wrestling logic, but the, the, the post-WrestleMania um, you know, uh, Raw is where you should do debuts or just within storylines like i i just the whole draft thing Well, now they're in this company it's just fucking dull creatively and it really uh looking at the results really showed my disinterest in the company and and further proved it robert
3: yeah so mine is the draft as well for for two reasons first of all and, and if anyone thinks i'm the pro wwe guy holy fuck um First of all, they do this WWE draft where they they have and I don't know if they remember this, they have women's tag titles. I don't know if you're aware of this, guys. There's women's tag team champions and they took every women's tag team that existed and split them up over the last few weeks. Uh, so you already split up Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and then with the draft, you split up Natalia and Tamina and Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart and then they wonder why nobody gives a shit about the women's tag division. The more egregious issue they ran into and this is a television show where they wrote this narrative because Dan and I talked about it on Smackdown the big dramatic part of Smackdown was Roman Reigns threatening Paul Heyman saying you better get the Usos drafted to Smackdown and then tells the Usos if he doesn't leave him for dead which yeah that means, was the
2: cliffhanger which means yeah.
3: there was ma- this was your cliffhanger of smackdown your massive story going into raw making the audience care about what's going to happen on raw and then with the second pick in the draft the usos are drafted to smackdown yeah zero dramatic narrative. and the reason why it pisses me off is they wrote this fucking show it's not like it's a shoot draft yeah <laughs> i had the chance to tell the story of yeah. Paul Heyman panicking and then maybe making a promise to Adam Pierce. Like, if you take them, Roman will, will do something. And then, oh, and this is a side, just a little asterisk to this in terms of the fucking stupidity of this company out of Connecticut. We sat through extreme rules. The top rope breaks. Finn Balor, the demon, tumbles down. They don't even mention it again, let alone why it happened. So you are a fucking idiot for watching WWE programming. Speaking of which, Dan and I will be covering uh, SmackDown for something to sports entertainment with. Yeah, sure.
4: <laughs> I love yeah. the women's tag thing. It's, a, it's like AEW having two women's titles when they won't even have two women's matches on a show.
3: <laughs> and now WOW has a better roster than the AEW women's division. <laughs> <laughs> we got Tessa Blanchard and we brought back um, AJ Lee.
0: Yeah, the AJ Lee... We- like, she's just going to be there for, like, the photo-op shit, right? I mean. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and what
4: time was that Serena make, D? Probably, uh, Kuroshita match last night? 925.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh I don't know, the draft was, you know, I, I, I wasn't really, I mean, I wasn't shocked by anything. It was just kind of like, it just, it, it did help ratings, I guess. You know, I mean, that's the one thing that you will you you can say about it, but it does all feel very, very hollow. Also, the
3: weird Mandela effect thing is his name is Gable Stevenson, but everyone calls him Gable Stevenson. They did it on TV. Dan did it. Mike did it. I've done it before. It's the weirdest thing where like the dude just needs to change his name. His name is Gable Stevenson. Your parents fucked up.
4: Well, they don't just unnecessarily change names in WWE. Of
0: course not. <laughs> but hey, good news: Carrying Cross is still on
3: Raw, guys. And good news: Elias is still missing.
0: That's right. <laughs> they really are doing any- that storyline. That's so crazy. I don't know if you guys see the Scott and Mike. You don't watch Raw, but Elias, like for a couple vi- for a couple weeks, he was he was taking the acoustic guitar and destroying it in a cemetery, and uh, you know Elias is being reborn, or or Elias was dead, or. You know, it was, it was this whole thing, like we were about to see this metamorphosis of the Elias character, and then they just completely fucking dropped it. That's it. <laughs> nobody, I, I don't know. I mean, are they, are they saving it, or is this just- is Are this... they
3: saving it? Yeah, they're going to pay off the Mojo Raleigh with blue face paint, too.
2: Well, this, so this, this kind of ties in with my low spot, which is uh, doing shit that makes no sense. Uh, Happy Corbin was working, and maybe he still does, but we'd be wrong for liking him now because he has a sidekick named Madcap Moss, who Dan likes. I kind of like what the fuck, dude. I
1: like Madcap Moss.
2: <laughs> Dan loves like a con artist magician. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think we
0: do for a living?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, I
0: I I love Madcap Moss, man. I'm just happy Riddick Moss is getting his uh. His time of the sun
3: man well He's no amazing jonathan
0: it, it was i i just i don't know man i just think madcap moss is kind of fun you know
3: but uh yeah, really i don't bad.
0: know it's uh you know I, I i have to i have to always like everything or else i uh i start breaking down at department stores and stuff so <laughs> as long as Do you, you bring like a mask. mask you don't like madcap moss robert
3: i'm happy that they're doing something with him it's uh it seems like an unnecessary addition to what seemed like it was almost working with with happy corbin
2: yeah it's a weight on corbin god damn it mike do you like mad
0: cat moss
4: i i I don't know who this is i I guess riddick moss you know what i don't want you to fucking break down at a (laughs) sale so I love
0: Madcap. <laughs> I think it's kind of fun. It's like a fun sports entertainment-y thing. I like that
4: you think they think he's big... going to Zales. If it keeps you, if it keeps you two steps from the edge, then I love
0: Madcap. He he's dressed like an like an Abbott brothers wedding. You
3: know, like it's it's <laughs> real bizarre. And he just tells hacky jokes, so it's it's fun.
0: I guess that is a low spot. I can't believe that <laughs> spot.
4: Good time, Madcap Moss. Wait, he he dresses like an abbot brother and tells hacky jokes. But Dan, is it just you as a wrestler?
0: <laughs> no,
3: Madcap has a beard. Oh
1: wait,
0: Lawrence, <laughs> uh, uh, Zach. Oh wait, before we get to that, before we get the plugs, folks, let's uh, let's look we'll at next week. We got. We got rest of Abdullah the Butcher, which we believe Zach Amigo will be joining us, although with our recent run of guests. Oh, look, Kevin. Kevin was here, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma and T.L. Hopper in the We Must Hate Ourselves World Cup. For show in hell, we're going to do Abdullah in a box versus Abdullah on a chair, which is uh, which is more memorable, I guess. I don't know. What, that, uh, what does that mean? Are, are well, there's a debut in WCW just staying out of a box. It's like a minute clip. And then he was yeah. also at war games. Oh no, Chamber
4: of Horrors, right?
0: Chamber of Horrors, yeah. a oh, bar yeah, Mitzvah. <laughs> <fun>. yeah. <we'll laughs> find the clips are like four and a half minutes. So nice. Uh, then we're also going to be doing Dynamite Dud, obviously, um, and High Spot Low Spot. Uh, we're going to be covering Halloween Havoc 1993. That comes out on Monday. It was a really, it's a really great, great show really crazy show. Uh, And we're going to be, Robert and I are going to be covering Smackdown this, this week. Oh, I am actually going to have to do Smackdown next Friday for, for um, something to sports because I I have something Monday. So I'll be doing Smackdown the next two weeks Uh, and everything I said before about, you know, please, you know, join the Patreon. It really is the best Patreon deal out there and
2: um, keep supporting the pod guys. Scott, Ditto. And also Scott underscore Chaplin on Instagram and Twitter.
4: Mike? Yeah, the Patreon is fun. Me, Dan just like texted me, want to talk about Venom. And we talked about Venom for like an hour. So we sometimes will just put fun, weird shit like that on there. Um, It's a good deal. Uh, And uh, the Facebook group, a lot of creative, funny uh, posters, a lot of funny memes and shit on there i saw today on our facebook group that there was a vice documentary about the GameStop thing and one of the people they interviewed was a GameStop manager named chris benoit <laughs> <laughs> so, if you like our weird dark humor uh you know it's a fun place to go uh, a lot of people uh, post fun weird shit on there
0: you know, Robert, I just thought for the next, I mean, we're doing SmackDown this week, but for next week, do you want to just do many Saints in Newark on something sports?
3: Yeah, we can do that too. All I'm right. sure my vitriol will still be there by the time we get to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, maybe we should talk about it on a little range of time. Yeah. Robert, uh, what, what do you want to promote?
3: Uh, watch uh this this uh, little show called Saturday Night Live. Mike Lawrence uh contributed some jokes to it. It was cool to see his name in the credits. They oh, need all the crap. help they can get. Um, and uh, yes. go, go find old episodes of Garbage Days with Brendan Sagalow uh, I heard it was Hell a really yeah. good podcast. And then you can follow me on Twitter at WWCreative Creative. Somehow
4: not about Duke the Dumpster Drosey. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, Robert. I talked over you. What, what was the?
3: No, that was I was more important than what I was saying. That was good.
0: and zach
3: uh you guys won't be doing dynamite or dud next week because it's saturday night dynamite next week that's right from
2: Miami. uh oh wow all right well we'll put it
0: out and wash your hands wash your hands guys have a good one